0: Could Shaden Sharp actually be making a return to the Wildcats? We talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, got a lot of uh, Kentucky basketball-related things. Going to talk about Shaden Sharp, Antonio Reeves, a transfer from Illinois State. Uh, he's taken a visit with the Wildcats. He could potentially be somebody that we need, need to uh, be on the lookout for uh, C.J. Frederick announced his return. Leonard Miller's potentially com- going to commit to the Wildcats here soon. Going to talk starting lineup stuff. It's it's interesting how things have been so negative recently surrounding Kentucky. And all of a sudden, in just a matter of just a week or so, um, things are really starting to trend up in a lot of different areas for the Wildcats. I think there's reason to be optimistic, so we're going to talk about that on today's episode. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen. Every single day, I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms. All right, Shaden Sharp. I've said it time and time again on this podcast. I've said that I don't think he's going to return. I've said I don't think that he's going to be announcing his return to the Wildcats, uh, and, and I've, I've stuck with that. Through this entire process, um, and for for anybody out there who somehow does not know, Shaden Sharp, five-star shooting guard for the Wildcats, did not get to play this past season, was academically ineligible for the majority of the year. And when he was finally eligible to play, Coach Calipari decided not to play him, much to the dismay of the majority of the uh, Kentucky fan base. But alas, he uh, Sharp did not get to play over the final, like, what, 12, 13 games of the season. And now he is currently still mocked, even though he has not gotten to play college basketball, still mocked as a top 10 pick in this upcoming 2022 uh, NBA draft. And so it's kind of set up now where he's put himself in a really good position to go make a lot of money, be a high draft pick. But according to his trainer, and we've talked about this already on the podcast just a few days ago, his trainer said, it was like, well, he's still enrolled in classes and he's going to finish those out and we're just working on things right now and we've not made a decision. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, so it's, it, it, the thing with this is the, the longer this draws out, the more optimistic I, I feel with a, with a potential return, right? And I felt the same way about Oscar Shibway. We just We've discussed that before recently on the podcast. And then here's an interesting note. So Caleb Benson, who is an independent recruiting insider, uh, very active on Twitter, uh, just yesterday put out a prediction on Twitter saying that he predicts Shaden Sharp to return to Kentucky. That says crystal ball, so to speak. Putting crystal ball in air quotes for the, for those of you listening on podcast format. So Benson predicts Sharp to return to Kentucky, uh, and said in the same tweet that uh, he's force Shaden Sharp has informed the staff that he's coming back. And the source for Benson is Troy Sarkness, who is a writer for the Athletes Hub. And I'm not trying to diss Benson, nor am I trying to diss Sarkness. Uh, I, I'm I wouldn't say I'm the most educated when it comes to all media outlets, but I had not heard of the Athletes Hub before hearing about Troy in this specific tweet. And if you scroll through the thread, you, you can you can see Benson and Sarkness having conversations with dif- different people about, oh, how likely this actually is. And Sarkness made his official stance known in that thread, saying that he's actually like 51-49, saying that essentially he's got a 51% chance of Sharp actually returning to Kentucky. And I'm not going to sit here and rag on Caleb Benson. I'm not going to sit here and rag on Troy Sarkness. I don't know if Caleb's an, a legitimate, reliable source. Um, and after seeing that thread, I don't really know how to feel about that. But here's the interesting thing, and there, there's two there's two ways to look at this, right? There's one way you can look at it and say, oh, well, like I said earlier, you know, he's put himself in a really good position to be a top draft pick, and he's still projected to be one, and he's been wowing everybody at these, these uh, practices and different things like that. We've seen the videos, putting in work. He's really, really good. And uh, that's that's one way to look at it and say, okay, well, it's almost definitive that he's going to leave. There's not really a lot of reasons to believe that he would want to come back after seeing what we've seen up until this point. And then the flip side of that is like, well, you see things like this. You see things like Caleb Benson, who has gotten some, some predictions right in the past. Don't get me wrong. He has gotten some predictions right in the past, but we see guys like Caleb Benson and Troy Sartness saying, Oh, well, he's coming back. Actually, we've heard that he's going to be making a return. Actually, he's still enrolled in classes. He also, he's also role, enrolled in classes in the fall, you know, which I don't know if that has anything to do with his decision to return. But I think it's interesting that you see, see things like this. And then on top of that, I believe the deadline to announce that you're declaring for the NBA draft is April 24th. And as of right now, it's April 19th. So, so Sharp has five days. To make that announcement, if I'm not mistaken, he's got five days to make that announcement that he is returning or he is entering the NBA draft. So on one side, it seems pretty definitive. It's like, well, he he could be leaving and he should be leaving for these reasons. But also, there's only so much time left, right? You know, and we're going to get to find out here soon. It's not like we're not going to get an answer on this. We're going to get an answer and we're going to get one quick, I believe. So Sharp only has so much time left to make a decision. I am going to stick with the prediction that I've had this entire time on this podcast, which is, I think he's leaving. And I know that people may want to rag on that. I know people may say that's negative and there's no reason to have that stance. Like, look, this entire time, I've just felt throughout this process that not only was it handled properly, in my opinion, but I also believe that, you know, he's put in a position to succeed right now. Why would you want to risk that? Why would you want to risk throwing that away? But if he does come back, I think it's really, really great for the Wildcats. Don't get me wrong. If he does decide to return, it's really, really, really good about uh, for the Wildcats. We're going to talk about projected starting lineup stuff here later on in the show just to talk about, well, what if that actually happens? But yeah, I, I, right now, I want to believe it, but I don't know if I, I can because this is not the most reliable source that I've seen out there. I want to talk about a couple of other interesting notes in the transfer portal. Some guys announcing that they are returning to the Wildcats. I think Kentucky's going to be in good hands. I think they're doing a good job to uh, make sure their guard position uh, can shoot the basketball next season. am going to talk about some of the guys here that are returning slash could potentially commit in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your uh, betting stats and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. No, a lot of Reds fans listen to this podcast. Personally, I'm a Braves guy myself, but uh, not a heart, hot start for either of those two teams, but you can uh, check out uh, some uh, some odds for those two teams and the rest of MLB over at Bet Online. And then, betonline.net is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting. You can do a little live betting on the Reds and the Braves. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That is, betonline, where the game starts. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl here with you. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen. Every single day. So we talked about Shaden Sharp. And whether or not he's returning. Want to talk about something that's a little bit more definitive. At least it's a little bit more well known. Of kind of okay what's going on here. So we got several players we could talk about. Let's start with Antonio Reeves. So we talked about him. A little bit with Matt Upchurch. Of the Kentucky 15 podcast. talked about that last Thursday. Just a little bit about Reeves. He's a transfer from Illinois State. And he was averaging over 20 points a game last season. Six foot five, 185 pounds, small forward slash shooting guard. He's a guard slash forward type of guy. Has two seasons of eligibility remaining. And then he visited Kentucky this past weekend. I believe it was on Sunday uh, when he was uh, visiting the Wildcats. Played three years at Illinois State. And I got a lot of information here, but I just want to say first off, it's not it's not mine. This is not my research. Uh, it's actually uh, a guy that we had on the on the uh, the podcast just, gosh, was it in January? Hoops Insight? Sean Vinzel of HoopsInsight.com had a really, really good newsletter recently about some of the transfers that Kentucky is looking at in the portal. I'm going to link this article that he has in the description below so that you can get a good idea uh, of all the different guys that Kentucky has been pursuing in the portal. By the way, really quickly, probably going to discuss this on a future episode, Terrence Shannon Jr. looking more like a Michigan lead light right now. Don't know how confident I am in him coming to the Wildcats, but I mean, you look at Antonio Reeves would be playing a similar position and then also statistically uh, better on a lot of different categories. But this is what Sean Venzel had to say about Antonio Reeves. He hit 38.5% from three last season on a lot of volume and has been around 80% with, a th- with his uh, free throw shot. So he seems likely to be a dangerous outside shooter. He hit nearly 50% on mid-range twos. He was 37 of 80. And then on runners and, fl- uh, and floaters, he was 43 of 88 on floaters. So he's got a pretty efficient scoring game from the mid-range. He wasn't a great finisher at the rim under just 60% and didn't get there frequently, which is the main knock against him on offense. However, Illinois State didn't offer great spacing and they, they didn't shoot many threes. Reeves hasn't hasn't been much of a playmaker, but also hasn't been very turnover prone. And then I went and watched his film after reading that, just like okay, well, let's see what, if there's any validity to this. And and Sean was exactly right on everything. And you watch his his film, he does really really like his his floaters. And Sean mentioned spacing there in the article. Uh, Illinois State's offense does not it does not have great spacing. So if you're gonna get Antonio Reeves driving to the basket, it was so easy for teams to come over and help. And overcommit because it was it was really, really difficult for Reeves to kind of distribute the basketball based on the way that the offense was run. It was just weird looking. And it looked like Reeves was getting really, really comfortable in the highlights, at least. Whenever teams came to over over help or teams came to to double team him or make sure that he could not get to the rim, kind of wall it off. He would always go for this floater. And in the highlights, he was knocking it down. And according to Sean, he was knocking it down at almost a a 50% rate, which is really efficient. So I think that you you bring him into an offense like Kentucky's where you can kind of create an isolation a little bit more and has some of those lanes because these, these players know what they're doing a little bit. I think he could be just as efficient. Now, I think that's kind of a give and a take because he was playing at illinois state right it's 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 a no-name school where not a lot of really good basketball is being played so the translation to kentucky then i think it's a question mark like well how does he how does he look in the sec in a significantly more difficult conference where a lot of teams were playing efficient defense and can shut you down if you're trying to work floaters if you're trying to shoot three a lot of threes you know how does his game translate to the power power six level excuse me And this is uh, something else that uh, Sean noted about Antonio. Improved his offensive game considerably over his three years in college. His assist rate, his field goal percentage at the rim, free throw percentage, and three-point percentage have all risen during his career. As a freshman and a sophomore, he was largely inefficient, but he made a leap as a junior to become a comprehensive offensive threat. And then he also said, I can't know for sure, but this seems like a sign that he's willing to put in the work To improve. Additionally, Reeves' game seems tailor made for Kentucky's offensive style. John Calipari likes to let guards create their own shots, like I just mentioned a little bit ago, and Reeves has grown into doing that. He's a very capable shooter off the dribble from mid range and in the style of Ty Ty Washington. If a mid major player was going to come to Kentucky and be a major scoring threat, then Reeves has the game to do it. And I I agree. You watch his film, I think he could really fit in well. Working at the three, working at the two a little bit. Uh, could be could be a really good score. Now, is he going to come to Kentucky if he decides to commit, by the way? All he's done is, is taken a visit. And I would assume that he's a, he's, a, he's a Kentucky lean right now. I don't know anything about his recruiting process. I just know that he took a visit. and It looks like, you know, Wildcats are definitely in the mix. But I, I, I think that, you know, I don't think he's necessarily going to come here and average 20 points a game. But he's a he's the type of guy that could be a leading scorer on a team that could be chocked to the brim with talent. You know, pending Oscar Shebway's announcement, and a team would still be good. But still, yeah, I, I think that I think that Antonio Reeves would be a really really good pickup for the Wildcats. And we're going to keep tabs on on his uh, his recruitment, and then also a guy that I wanted to note here before we moved on to the actual recruiting trail. CJ Frederick, transfer from Iowa, sat out last season because of an injury, uh, announced on social media that he would be back. And it was less of like, oh, yeah, I'm coming back. It was not one of those graphics like, well, I've decided that I've been thinking about this and talking with my family, and I'm coming back. It was just kind of more of like a hype video, like look at this 20-second clip of me shooting, and I'm coming, getting ready for year two. Well, technically year one, but year two. And um, I, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be smart, aleck Here, I just didn't really feel like this. Uh, I didn't really feel like this was something. Well, for me personally, I didn't really think about it because I just kind of assumed he was coming back, right? And you transferred in to come play here, and I've I guess the goal was to get more exposure and to contribute on a really good team. You didn't get to do that last season. Why wouldn't you come back and give it another go for another year? It's not like your draft stock went up after you got hurt. If anything, it went down. So my assumption was like, well, he's coming back. There's no need to say anything. But I'm, 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 I am I'm appreciate the fact that he put something out. Let me tell you something. He's got great form, too. Watch that video. He's got a really good form, man. Excited to see what he can do in this lineup. And actually, I want to talk about the potential starting lineup, and I want to talk talk about Leonard Miller, who is a, a five-star freshman that Kentucky is in hot pursuit of right now. going to mention uh, what those what he could do, what Miller could do, and then also the starting lineup in just a second. But before we do that, I actually just want to tell you guys, please subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, if you're watching on YouTube, we have officially broken the 1,000 subscriber barrier. I cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate all the support for the channel. It's been crazy how it took, took four months four months to get to 1,000 subs. Not even that technically, honestly which is, it's just insane to me. So again, thank you guys so much. If you're watching on YouTube, please continue to, to uh, subscribe. It helps me out a lot. If you're listening on podcast format, leave a review. I've continued to ask that. And then I've thought people aren't actually leaving reviews. And then I look on Spotify and it didn't have any reviews. And whenever I started asking, it didn't have any reviews. And I look and there's like 12 or 13 reviews on Spotify. People are letting me know what they think about the podcast. And I really appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. So please subscribe, and thank you so much for getting uh, the, the show to the point where it's at. You guys are awesome. Literally could not get to this point without you, so I really appreciate you listening. It's been really, really fun getting to to do, uh, to do this show and talk a little Kentucky basketball and Kentucky football as well. All right, Leonard Miller, uh, five-star freshman Six foot 995 pounds out of Fort Erie in an international Academy that's in Ontario up in Canada he's put Kentucky in his top three his final three a little bit of, of a late bloomer I was kind of surprised I've heard his name being thrown around on the recruiting trail but just a few days ago put us in his top five or top three excuse me I was like well why is he not committed just a little bit of a late bloomer Kentucky's in his top three along with Arizona and the G League. All my homies hate the G League, stealing all our prospects. But uh, Miller officially visited Kentucky on the 15th. Then he visited Arizona on the 17th just a couple of days ago. I'd like to think that he, along with Antonio Reeves, are Kentucky leans. Fingers crossed. Again, I don't know anything. I didn't cross my fingers there. I was holding a pen. Good job, Lance. But... I, I think that Kentucky's got a very, very good shot to land this kid. And if they do, I think he could be, I think he could he uh be pretty good for the Wildcats. He's a multi level scorer. Excuse me, real quick. Am I gonna sneeze? <coughs> yes, I am. All right, sweet. All right. Uh, but yeah, he's he can score at all three levels. I believe if I'm not mistaken, he's left handed. And you really, really like his his build for a small forward or excuse me, a power forward. So I think that he is somebody that you got to be excited about right now. And you look at his 2747 sports page, he doesn't have a star rating. It's, it's, it's because he's, um, it's because he's um, not from the United States, if I'm not mistaken. But I wanted to talk about Miller and then also the potential starting lineup here as we wrap up the show for the 2022-23 season. So let's start with point guard. All right, so point guard, everybody uh, has given their thoughts on Severe Wheeler. Everybody has an opinion, whether he's good, whether he's bad, whether it's just, eh, let's just roll with it for the for this last season. Everybody and their mother has an opinion on Severe Wheeler. Well, regardless, uh, I believe he's going to be back. He's got five days to announce whether or not he's uh, going to enter the draft. I doubt he does, but he could also enter the transfer portal, which I could see as a viable option, uh, pending Shaden Sharp's announcement. So point guard, I think you're looking at Severe Wheeler most likely starting. If we're looking at likely scenarios here, I think you're looking at Wheeler as the starter. And then Cason Wallace, I think, could either start at the two or he could also back up at the one. Cason Wallace, a combo guard, freshman in this class in in Kentucky's uh, Kentucky's 22 uh, class, excuse me. So I think Wallace is going to be backing up Wheeler most likely. And then you look at shooting guard, I think there's a really good shot that Cason Wallace starts at shooting guard and then C.J. Frederick backs him up or in a dream scenario, in, in just the best scenario possible. I think you get Case and Wallace at the one, starting at the one, and then you've got Shaden Sharp starting at the two, and then you've got Sharp backing up Wallace, and then you've got C.J. Frederick backing up Sharp at shooting guard. And if Severe Wheeler's there at point, you know that's awesome too, but I, I'm interested to see what Wallace brings to the team, so... That's your best case scenario there for your backcourt. And then looking at your frontcourt, this could, again, this is potential, what it could be. You could have Antonio Reeves starting at small forward. Uh, really, really, really good scorer there. Then you could have Chris Livingston backing him up. Could also play the four for the Wildcats. I've seen a lot of people say, it's like, well, Livingston looks like a natural four, but Cal's going to force him to play the three, and I've not really understood why, but you look at the roster breakdown, it's like, well, he's probably going to have to play the three at least a little bit. And you look at power forward, Leonard Miller could potentially be somebody there. Jacob Toppin, Keon Brooks, Damian Collins, got a lot of different guys to work with at the power forward spot. Again, Chris Livingston could be there as well. You could also put Miller at small forward for, for a little bit. Jacob Toppin, Keon Brooks could also work at small forward if you just really felt like it. Again, this is if they return. This is potential, not definitive, potential. And the potential at center, I mean, Oscar Shibwe. If he decides to come back, you could potentially have Oscar Shibwe on, this, uh, on this, uh, this lineup. So your potential starting lineup, my best case scenario would be Wallace, Shaden Sharp, Antonio Reeves. I'm going to say, it, I don't really think it matters. Chris Livingston or Leonard Miller at Power Forward. And then Oscar Shibwe at the five. So, Cason Wall, Shaden Sharp, Antonio Reeves, Leonard Miller, Oscar Sheepway, and you've got all your depth pieces. That sounds incredible. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, is it going to happen? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. But there's a good chance that some of these guys are going to come back, uh, or some of these guys are going to commit. There's no way that Kentucky whiffs on all of them, knock on wood. So I think there's a a lot of reason to be really excited about the future in this upcoming season because Kentucky's got a lot of really good things going for them. One of these guys is going to land. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter, at UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. If you're listening on podcast format, you can hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. And God bless.